the tale of little fool ivan from russian fairy tales by peter polovoy translated by robert nisbet bain eighteen fifty four to nineteen o nine this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine the tale of little fool ivan far far away in a certain kingdom in a certain empire stood a city and in this city reigned tsar goroch and the tsaritsa morkovya they had many wise boyars rich princes strong and mighty heroes and of the common run of warriors a hundred thousand at least all manner of people dwelt in this city worshipful well-bearded merchants cunning open-handed sharpers german mechanics swedish beauties drunken russians and in the suburbs beyond the town dwelt peasants who tilled the earth sowed corn ground it into meal took it to the bazaar and drank away their hard earnings in one of these suburbs stood an old hut and in this hut dwelt an old man with his three sons pachom thomas and ivan the old man was not only sage he was cunning and whenever he chanced to come across the devil he would have a chat with him make him drunk and worm many and great secrets out of him and then would go away and do such wonders that some of his neighbours called him a wizard and a magician while others honoured him as a shrewd fellow who knew a thing or two the old man certainly did great wonders if any one were being consumed by the flames of hopeless love he had only to pay his respects to the wizard and the old man would give him some sort of little carrot which would draw the fickle fair one at once if any one were lost he would manage to get it back from the thief however it might be hidden by means of charmed water and a fishing net but wise as the old man was he could not persuade his sons to walk in his footsteps two of them were great gadabouts not because they were wise but because they were thorough feather-brains they never knew when to run forward or when to hold back and they married and had children the third son was not married but the old man did not trouble about him because his third son was a fool quite a natural in fact who couldn't count up to three but could only eat and drink and sleep and lie on the stove what was the good of bothering about a fellow like that he can manage to jog along of his own accord much better than a man of sense and besides ivan was so mild and gentle that butter would not melt in his mouth if you asked him for his girdle he would give you his caftan also if you took away his gloves he would beg you to accept his cap into the bargain therefore they all liked ivan and called him dear little ivan or dear little fool in short he was a fool from his birth but very lovable for all that so our old man lived and lived with his sons till the hour came when he was to die then the old man called to him his three sons and said to them my dear children my mortal hour has come and you must fulfil my wish each of you must come with me into my tomb and there pass a night with me thou first thomas then thou pachom and thou third dear little fool ivan the two elders like sensible people promised to obey his words but the fool promised nothing but only scratched his head the old man died they buried him they ate pancakes and honey-cakes they drank well and on the first night it was for his eldest son thomas to go into his tomb whether it was laziness or fear i know not but he said to little fool ivan to-morrow i have to get up early to grind corn go thou instead of me into our father's tomb all right answered little fool ivan who took a crust of bread went to the tomb lay down and began to snore 
so it struck midnight the tomb began to move the wind blew the midnight owl hooted the tombstone rolled off and the old man came out of his tomb and said who's there i answered little fool ivan good answered the old man my dear son i'll reward thee for obeying me scarcely had he said these words when the cocks crew and the old man fell back into the tomb little fool ivan went home and threw himself on the top of the stove and his brother asked him well what happened nothing at all said he i slept the whole night through only i am very hungry and want something to eat the next night it was the turn of pachom the second son to go to the tomb of his father he fell a-thinking and a-thinking and at last he said to little fool ivan i must get up very early to-morrow morning to go to market go thou instead of me to my father's tomb all right replied little fool ivan who took a cake and some cabbage soup went to the tomb and lay down to sleep midnight approached the tomb began to shake the tempest began to howl a flock of ravens flew round and round it the stone fell from the grave the old man got out of the tomb and asked who's there i answered little fool ivan good my beloved son replied the old man i'll not forget thee because thou hast not disobeyed me scarcely had he uttered these words when the cocks began to crow and the old man fell back in his tomb little fool ivan awoke made himself snug on his stove and his brother asked him well what happened nothing at all answered little ivan on the third night the brother said to little fool ivan now tis thy turn to go to our father's tomb a father's wish must be fulfilled by all means answered little fool ivan who took a fritter put on his blouse and went to the tomb and at midnight the gravestone was torn from the tomb and the old man came out and asked who's there i said little fool ivan good my obedient son answered the old man not in vain hast thou obeyed my will thou shalt have a reward for thy faithful service and then he shouted with a monstrous voice and sang with a nightingale's piping voice hi thou sivka borka of yashikaorka or grizzled dark brown red brown knowing steed stand before me like the leaf before the grass and it seemed to little fool ivan as if a horse were running the earth trembled beneath it its eyes burned like fire clouds of smoke poured out of its ears it ran up stood still as though it had taken root in the ground and said with a human voice what dost thou require the old man got into one of its ears cooled himself washed himself dressed himself finely and came out of the other ear so young and handsome that there is no guessing or imagining it for no pen can write nor tale can tell the like of it there my dear son said he thou hast my valiant steed and thou o horse my good steed serve him as thou hast served me he had scarcely uttered these words when the crowing cocks of the village flapped their wings and sang their morning song the magician sank back into his grave and the grass grew over it little fool ivan went home step by step he got home stretched himself in his old corner and snored till the walls trembled what is it asked his brothers but he never answered a word but only waved his hand and so they went on living together the elder brothers like wise men the younger like a fool thus they lived on and on day by day and just as a woman rolls thread into a ball so their days rolled on till it came to their turn to be rolled and one day they heard that the captains of the host were going all about the realm with trumpets and clarions and drums and cymbals 
and they blew their trumpets and beat their drums and proclaimed in the bazaars and public places the czar's will and the will of the czar was this czar goroch and tsaritsa morkovia had an only daughter the tsarevna bakriana the heiress to the throne and so lovely that when she looked at the sun the sun was ashamed and when she regarded the moon the moon was abashed and the czar and the tsaritsa thought to themselves to whom shall we give our daughter in marriage that he may govern our realm defend it in war sit as judge in the royal council help the czar in his old age and succeed him at the end of his days the czar and the tsaritsa sought for a bridegroom who was to be a valiant young warrior a handsome hero who was to love the tsarevna and make the tsarevna love him but the love part of the business was not so easy for there was this great difficulty the tsarevna loved nobody if her father the tsar began talking to her of any bridegroom she always gave one and the same answer i don't love him if her mother the tsaritsa began talking to her about anyone she always answered he is not nice at last tsar Gorok and tsaritsa morkovya said to her dear daughter and darling child more than thrice lovely tsarevna bakriana it is now time for thee to choose a bridegroom look now pray the wooers the royal and imperial ambassadors are all here at our court they have eaten all the cakes and drained our cellars dry and still thou wilt not choose thee the beloved of thy heart then the tsarevna said to them my sovereign papa and my sovereign mamma i am sorry for your sorrow and would fain obey your will but let fate decide who is to be my beloved build me a terum thirty-two stories high with a little bow-window at the top of it i the tsarevna will sit in this terum just beneath the window and do you make a proclamation let all people come hither tsars kings tsareviches princes mighty champions and valiant youths and whoever leaps up as high as my little window on his fiery steed and exchanges rings with me he shall be my bridegroom and your son and successor the tsar and the tsaritsa followed out the words of their sage daughter good said they they commanded to be built a costly terum of two and thirty layers of oak beams they built it up and adorned it with curious carvings and hung it all about with venetian brocade with pearly tapestries and cloth of gold and made proclamations and sent forth carrier pigeons and dispatched ambassadors to all kingdoms summoning all men to assemble together in the empire of tsar Gorok and tsaritsa morkovia and whoever leaped on his proud steed as high as the two-and-thirty oaken beams and exchanged rings with the tsarevna bakriana he was to be her bridegroom and inherit the kingdom with her whether he were a tsar or a king or a tsarevich or a prince or even nothing but a bold free-handed cossack with neither birth nor ancestry the day was fixed the people crowded into the meadows where the tsarevna's terum was built as if sown with stars and the tsarevna herself sat beneath the window arrayed in pearls and brocade and lace and the most precious of precious stones the mob of people surged and roared like the great sea ocean the tsar and the tsaritsa sat on their throne and around them stood their grandees their boyars their captains and their heroes and the wooers of the tsarevna bakriana came and pranced and galloped but when they saw the terum their hearts died away within them the youths tried their best they ran they bounded they leaped and fell back on the ground again like sheaves of barley to the amusement of the crowd in those days when the valiant wooers of the tsarevna bactriana were trying their best to win her 
the brothers of little fool ivan took it into their heads to go thither and see the fun so they got them ready and little fool ivan said take me with you too what fool answered his brother sit at home and look after the fowls what hast thou got to do with it you're right said he and he went to the fowl house and lay down there but when his brethren had departed little fool ivan went into the open plain on to the wide steppe cried with a warrior's voice and whistled with an heroic whistle hi thou sivka borka vyashikaorka or grizzled dark brown red brown knowing steed stand before me like the leaf before the grass and lo the valiant charger came running up the earth trembled flames shot out of his eyes and clouds of smoke from his ears and it said with a human voice how can i serve thee little fool ivan crept into one ear washed and combed himself and crept out of the other ear so young and handsome that books cannot describe it nor the eye of man bear the sight of it and he sat him on his good horse and struck its sturdy ribs with a whip of samarkand silk and his horse chafed and fumed and rose from the earth higher than the standing woods but lower than the moving clouds and when it came to the large streams it swam them and when it came to the little streams it brushed them away with its tail and opened wide its legs for the mountains to pass between and little fool ivan leaped up to the tarim of the tsarevna bactriana rose like a bright falcon leaped over thirty of the two and thirty beams of oak and dashed along like a passing tempest the people roared hold him stop him the tsar leaped up the tsaritsa cried oh the people were astonished the brothers of little fool ivan returned home and said to each other that was something like a hero he only missed two stories why that was i brothers said little fool ivan oh thou indeed hold thy tongue fool and lie on the stove and eat cinder cakes the next day the brothers of little fool ivan again assembled at the tsar's sports and little fool ivan said to them take me with you take thee fool said the brothers just sit at home and keep the sparrows from the peas instead of a scarecrow what hast thou to do with it that's true said he went among the peas sat down and scared away the sparrows but when his brothers had gone little fool ivan shuffled off into the open plain into the wide steppe and roared with a martial voice and whistled shrilly with an heroic whistle hi thou sivka borka vyashikaorka or grizzled dark brown red brown knowing steed stand before me like the leaf before the grass and lo his valiant steed came running the earth trembled sparks flew from beneath his prancing hoofs a fire burned in his eyes and smoke rolled in clouds from his ears he said with a human voice what dost thou require little fool ivan crept into one of the horse's ears and crept out of the other so young and comely that the like of it was never heard of in tales or seen in reality and he sat on his brave horse and beat its iron ribs with a circassian whip and his horse chafed and fumed and rose from the earth higher than the standing woods lower than the moving clouds at one bound it went a league of the ancient measure at the second bound it whizzed across the broad river and at the third bound it reached the tarim it rose into the air like an eagle into the sky leaped as high as thirty-one of the two and thirty oaken beams and flew past like a passing whirlwind the people cried hold him stop him the tsar leaped from his seat the tsaritsa cried oh the princes and the boyars stood there with gaping mouths the brothers of little fool ivan returned home and said to each other why that young warrior of to-day was even better than the warrior of yesterday there was only one oak beam he could not reach 
why brothers that was i said little fool ivan hold thy tongue thou indeed lie on the stove and don't talk bosh on the third day the brothers of little fool ivan again made them ready to go to the great spectacle but little fool ivan said take me with you a fool like thee replied his brethren just stay at home and mix the meal in the trough for the pigs what art thou thinking of as you please said he and went into the back yard and began to feed the swine and grunt along with them but when his brothers had gone little fool ivan shambled off to the open plain to the wide steppe and howled with a martial voice and whistled as only heroes can whistle hi thou grizzled dark brown red brown knowing steed stand before me like the leaf before the grass and lo the valiant charger came running the earth trembled where it touched the ground with its foot springs gushed forth and where it struck the ground with its hoof lakes appeared and flames came from its eyes and clouds of smoke welled from its ears it cried with a human voice what dost thou require little fool ivan crept into one of his horse's ears and crept out of the other a youthful warrior so handsome that no lovely maiden ever dreamed the like of him in her dreams and a hundred sages meditating for a hundred years could not have imagined it he struck his horse on the backbone drew tight the rein sat in the saddle and rushed away so swiftly that the fleeting wind could not overtake him and the dear little house swallow could not vie with him he flew like a cloud of the sky his silver harness hissed and gleamed his yellow locks floated in the wind he flew toward the tsarevna's tarim struck his horse about the ribs and his horse leaped like a cruel serpent and leaped as high as the two-and-thirty oaken beams little fool ivan caught the tsarevna bactriana in his heroic hands kissed her sugary lips exchanged rings with her and was borne as by a whirlwind into the meadow overturning all that met him or stood in his way the tsarevna only just succeeded in fastening a diamond star on his forehead and the mighty warrior had vanished tsar Gorok leaped to his feet the tsaritsa morkovya said oh the tsar's counsellors wrung their hands one after another but spake never a word the brothers of little fool ivan returned home and began to talk about and discuss the matter well the hero of to-day was the best of all he is now the bridegroom of our tsarevna but who is he my brothers it was i said little fool ivan hold thy tongue thou indeed go and eat cinder cakes and toadstools but keep thy tongue well between thy teeth but tsar Gorok commanded them to surround the city with a strong watch and let in every one but let out no one and proclaimed that all people under pain of death from the eldest to the youngest were to come into the tsar's courts and do homage that it might appear on whose forehead was the diamond star which the tsarevna had fastened to her bridegroom from very early in the morning the people came crowding together they looked at everybody's forehead but there was no star and no trace of a star it was now dinner-time yet not a single table in the halls of the tsar was laid for dinner the brothers of little fool ivan also came thither to show their foreheads at the tsar's command and ivan said to them take me with you take thee said the brothers sit in thy corner and catch flies but why hast thou tied thy forehead round with rags or hast thou damaged it yesterday when thou went out he said as i was gaping about i struck my forehead against the door the door took no hurt but a big lump sprang out on my forehead as soon as his brothers had gone little fool ivan passed right below the little window where the tsarevna was sitting troubled at heart the soldiers of the tsar saw him and asked why hast thou bound up thy forehead show it is there not a star on thy forehead 
little fool ivan would not let them look and withstood them the soldiers began to make a to-do the tsarevna heard it and bade them bring little fool ivan to her took the clouts from his forehead and behold there was the star she took little fool ivan by the hand led him to tsar Garok, and said look dear sovereign papa this is my intended bridegroom and thy son-in-law and successor there was nothing more to be said the tsar commanded the banquet to be made ready they married little fool ivan and the tsarevna bactriana for three days they ate and drank and made merry and amused themselves with all manner of amusements the tsar made the brothers of little fool ivan captains of his host and gave them a village and a large house apiece the tale of it is soon told but the deed thereof is not soon done the brethren of little fool ivan were wise and when they grew rich it is not strange that all men gave them out for wise men at once and when the brethren of little fool ivan became great people they began to be proud and haughty would not suffer men of low degree to come into their courtyards at all and made even the old voevods and boyars when they came to see them take off their caps on the stairs so the boyars came to tsar Garok and said sovereign tsar the brethren of thy son-in-law boast that they know where the apple-tree grows that hath silver leaves and golden apples and they want to get this apple-tree for thee the tsar sent for the brethren of little fool ivan and told them that they might fetch for him this apple-tree with the silver leaves and the golden apples and as they had nothing to say they were obliged to go the tsar bade them take horses from the royal stables for their journey and they set out on their journey to find the apple-tree with the silver leaves and the golden apples and in those days little fool ivan arose took his old hack of a horse sat on it with his face to the tail and rode out of the city he went into the open plain seized his jade by the tail threw it into the open field and said come ye crows and kites there is a breakfast for you then he called his good horse crept in at one ear and out at the other and his horse carried him to the east where grew the apple-tree with silver leaves and golden apples on the silver waters by the golden sands and he pulled it up by the roots went back and before he got to the town of tsar Garok, he pitched his tent with its silver tent-pole and laid him down to rest now his brethren were going along by this road their noses hung down and they did not know what to say to the tsar by way of excuse and they saw the tent and the apple-tree beside it and they awoke little fool ivan and they began to bargain with him for it and offered him three cartloads of silver the apple-tree is mine brothers it was not sold and purchased but bequeathed by will said little fool ivan to them yet a will is no great matter cut off a toe from the right foot of each one of you and i'll say done the brothers laid their heads together but there was nothing for it but to agree so little fool ivan cut off one of their toes apiece and gave them the apple-tree and they brought it to the tsar and boasted mightily behold o tsar said they we have travelled far we have suffered many hardships but we have performed thy will tsar Garok was overjoyed he made a great feast bade them beat the drums and play on the trumpets and pipes and he rewarded the brothers of little fool ivan and gave them a city apiece and praised their faithful service then the other voevods and boyars said to him it is not a very great service to bring the apple-tree with silver leaves and golden apples the brothers of thy son-in-law boast that they would go to the caucasus and fetch thee the swine with golden bristles and silver teeth and twenty sucking pigs tsar Garok sent for the brothers of little fool ivan and told them to bring him the swine with the golden bristles 
and the silver teeth and the twenty sucklings and as they had nothing to say for themselves they dared not disobey so they went on their way to find for the czar's pleasure the little pig with the golden bristles and the silver teeth and the twenty sucklings and at that very time little fool ivan arose and saddled his cow and sat upon it with his face to the tail and went out of the city he went into the open plain seized his cow by the horn threw her into the field and cried gallop along ye grey wolves and pretty little foxes here's a dinner for you then he called his good horse and crept in at one ear and out at the other and his horse bore him to lands of the south and bore him into a dreary wood where the little swine with the golden bristles was rooting up roots with its silver tusks and twenty sucking pigs were running after her little fool ivan threw a silk lasso over the little swine strapped the sucklings to his saddle turned back and when he was not very far from the city of goroch pitched his tent with a golden tent-pole and lay down to rest now his brothers were coming along that same way and were wondering what they could say to the czar suddenly they saw the tent and close by it tied by the silken lasso the little swine with the golden bristles and the silver tusks and the twenty sucklings they awoke little fool ivan and began to bargain with him for the swine we'll give thee three sacks of precious stones they cried the little swine is mine brother said little ivan the fool it is not sold or purchased but bequeathed by will but a will is no great matter let each of you cut me off a finger from his hand and i'll cry done the brothers laid their heads together and talked the matter over people can live without brains why not without fingers also thought they so they let little fool ivan cut off a finger from each of them and he gave them the swine which they took to the czar and they praised themselves more than ever czar said they we have been beyond the distant sea beyond the impenetrable woods beyond the shifting sands we have suffered cold and hunger but we have fulfilled thy commands the czar was overjoyed to have such faithful servants gave a great banquet to all the world rewarded the brethren of little fool ivan made them great boyars and could not praise their services sufficiently then the other voevods and boyars came to him and said tis not such a very great service o czar to bring thee the little swine with the golden bristles and the silver tusks and the twenty sucklings a swine's a swine all the world over though it has got golden tusks but the brethren of thy son-in-law boast that they can do a yet greater service they say they can get thee from the stables of the serpent goruinich or dweller in the mountains the golden-maned mare with the diamond hoofs Zargarok sent for the brethren of little fool ivan and bade them fetch him from the stables of the serpent goruinich the golden-maned mare with the diamond hoofs then the brothers of little fool ivan began protesting that they had never said such words but the czar would not listen to a word of it take of my treasures without tale or count said he and of my host as much as you will bring me hither the golden-maned mare ye are the first in my realm but if you bring her not i will again degrade you into ragamuffins so these good warriors these useful heroes departed scarce able to drag one foot after another and not knowing whither they were going and in the selfsame time little fool ivan arose sat astride his little stick went out into the open plain into the wide steppe called his good horse crept into one ear and out at the other and his horse took him into the west country toward the great island where the serpent Garuinich guarded in his iron stable behind seven bolts behind seven doors the golden-maned mare with the diamond hoofs 
the horse went on and on near and far high and low and little fool ivan arrived at the island fought three days with the serpent till he killed it spent three days more in bursting the locks and breaking the doors took out the golden maned mare by the mane went back and had not gone many miles when he stopped pitched his tent with a diamond tent-pole and laid him down to rest and behold his brethren were coming along by the same way and knew not what they should say to Zargarok. all at once they felt the ground tremble twas the neighing of the golden-maned mare they looked about them and there was a little light like a candle burning in the dark distance twas the golden mane which burned like fire they stopped awoke little fool ivan and began to bargain with him for the mare they said they would each give him a sack of precious stones the mare is mine brothers tis not for purchase or sale but was bequeathed by will said little fool ivan however a will is not such a great matter let each of you cut him an ear off and i'll cry done the brothers did not say him nay but they let little fool ivan cut off an ear from each one of them and he gave them the mare with the golden mane and the diamond hoofs and they puffed themselves out and talked big and lied boastingly till it made your ears ache to hear them we went said they to the czar beyond lands thrice ten beyond the great sea ocean we strove with the serpent goruinich and look he bit off our ears but for thy sake we reck not of life or goods but would swim through rivers of blood and would sacrifice limb and substance in thy service in his joy tsar garok measured them out riches without number made them the first of his boyars and got ready such a feast that the royal kitchens were not big enough for it though they cooked and roasted there three days while the royal wine cellars ran dry and at the banquet tsar garok placed one of the brethren of little fool ivan at his right hand and the other at his left and the feast proceeded right merrily and the guests had eaten themselves half full and drunk themselves half full and were humming and buzzing like bees in a hive when they saw entering the palace a gallant warrior little fool ivan in just the same guise as when he had leaped as high as the two-and-thirty oaken beams and when his brothers saw him one of them nearly choked himself with a drop of wine from his beaker and the other nearly suffocated himself with a bit of roast swan and they wrung their hands rolled their eyes and could not utter a word little fool ivan bowed low to his father-in-law the czar and told him how he had got the apple-tree with the silver leaves and the golden apples and after that the swine with the golden bristles and the silver tusks and the twenty sucklings and after that the golden maned mare with the diamond hoofs and he drew out the fingers and the toes and the ears for which he had sold them to his brethren then tsar Goroch was very wroth and stamped with his feet and bade them drive out the brothers of little fool ivan with broomsticks and one of them he sent to tend his swine in the cattle-yard and the other he sent to look after the turkeys in the poultry-yard the little fool ivan he set beside himself and made him the chief over the boyars and the captain of the captains and long did they feast together in gladness of heart till everything was eaten and everything was drunk and little fool ivan began to rule the realm and his rule was wise and terrible and on the death of his father-in-law he took his place his children were many and his subjects loved him and his neighbours feared him but the tsarina bactriana was just as beautiful in her old age as when she was young end of the tale of little fool ivan Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.